Today's episode of 10 Questions is supported by HelloFresh. HelloFresh creates healthy and tasty recipes and supplies all the ingredients needed to make delicious meals with a free delivery to your doorstep once a week. Ingredients are fresh and sourced from local Australian farmers and fisheries and meals take about 30 to 40 minutes to prepare. They have three main boxes, the classic box, the vegetarian box, and the new family box. If you're in Australia, use the code QUESTIONS40, that's QUESTIONS40, and HelloFresh will give you a $40 discount on your first order of a meal box. That's pretty good. Get on board by going to hellofresh.com.au and punch in the code QUESTIONS40. We have ignition sequence start. Short distance, high impact. Five, four, three, two, all engines running. Ten questions with Adam Zwar. Big names, great minds. Make yourself a cup of tea. Liftoff. We have liftoff. Welcome to 10 Questions. When I first met Luke McGregor, I remember thinking, you are going to be a star. And he hasn't let me down. Nor has he let down everyone else who met him and thought exactly the same thing. So far, he's been on Dirty Laundry, It's a Date, Time of Our Lives, and Utopia. Next year, he'll host an ABC documentary series called Lukewarm Sex. And he'll also star in the sitcom he's written with Celia Pecola called Rosehaven. But stand-up is his home turf. I'm never not totally enraptured when I see him on stage. Once I saw him have an audience in stitches as he read jokes he's written on his mobile phone on the way to the gig. So it was my pleasure to have him on 10 Questions, and I started off by asking the Tasmanian comedian when he was most happy. I was very late um, taking care of my virginity. Mm. Um, I was around 25, so the first time I had sex, even though it was very quick and very over very fast, that was probably the happiest I've been ever, just thinking, I think God, I finally got a funny I finally got a bit of turtle. It's like, uh, it, was, it was just because all my friends were talking about it, and uh, I, um, when that actually happened, I was, that was probably once in my life from like, this is, this is really great. This is, this is mm. over now. I don't have to worry about this anymore. What a relief. <laughs> Sorry, that was, uh, that was probably an embarrassing shit, but that was, that was probably the, I, I just remember feeling really elated at that point. Yeah. Um, and that, just... that is, that's 20, 25 seconds. Wow. Just really, <laughs> So, um, and then you thought, you, did you think, now I know what the fuss is all about? Yeah, I thought, all right, now I'm going to have heaps of sex, I guess, uh, after this, but uh, that wasn't the case. But it was, um, I feel like I could finally you in other conversations. Um, I could, uh, it was just, um, you know, then the amount of times you've had it became an embarrassing topic, but um, uh, so the, it was an ongoing, I realised it was an ongoing battle, but um, I do remember feeling, uh, and also the first time we did stand-up, um, yeah. the very first time we did stand-up, that was that was a real moment of, I discovered something that I love, yeah. Oh, yeah. How old were you when you did stand-up? I was around the same age, actually. Uh, It was about 26, 25. Um, It was really late. Uh, I'd sort of been, I'd chopped and changed uni degrees so much, not not quite knowing what I want to do with my life, and um, got up on stage uh, and did stand-up for the first time, just on on sort of a a, a dare. and um, I just, I just, I feel like it's like it's kind of a bit lame, but I feel like coming home or something. It felt, mm. just felt like I, I was in the right spot. Um, wow. 
Yeah, so that was probably actually that was probably much more meaningful than the other one I mentioned. <laughs> no, but so so that was a big twelve months. So, um, how old are you now? Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Okay, so yeah, I, I'm just trying to work out. I, I probably met you. I think it was four, or five years ago when you're doing um, Channel Thirty-One. You're doing Studio uh, A. Studio A. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so by that stage, you would. Lost your virginity and had done stand up. I peaked way too early. Yeah, it was. It was a. Um, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. But all the things. Um, those are the things that happened. They were. But yeah, they're probably still today the biggest. Um, two key events I remember as being. Um, well, only one of them was a turning point. The other one was just great to have done. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's weird. It's a whole uh, this one stand up being just a completely different course my whole life. Uh, and where was it? Uh, in the uni bar at, uh, in Tasmania. Um, one of my mates had entered the Royal Comedy Competition and um, I went along to support and then I got a little bit drunk and someone had pulled out. Um, they just didn't show up and I said, Can I take their spot? And um, just, uh, yeah, got up and did two and a half minutes of. Disliking the crowd, like telling them to put in their drink because they're going to laugh really loudly and uh, they're going to spill it on themselves, and then just no jokes, no jokes, real disappointment, and real hatred from the crowd. But those first two and a half minutes where I had them uh, was, um, was enough. And and do you remember the first joke you wrote? Yeah, it was about. Um, it was something like. Uh, oh, what was it? I think it was like if I've ever got a crush on someone. Uh, it was terrible. I've never used it since. Uh, it was if I've ever got a, if I've ever got a crush on someone and they don't like me back, I try and picture them on the toilet having a real bad time of it. So that way, whenever I think of them, I think of them on the toilet, and then it backfired. And now I'm only attracted to people on the toilet. It was. It was. Uh, yeah. It was. It was pretty bad. <laughs> Mate, it was that that. Now I know the genesis um, <laughs> for, for your career. Um, question two is, who would you like to apologise to and why? Um, that's a great question. Probably um, probably my brothers, I think. Uh, I could probably... Um, I could probably just... I mean, I one of them is... Uh, just in the bedroom next to me at the moment, um, <laughs> but I probably, probably my brothers for not being a very good big brother. I didn't really know what I was doing, and um, mm. they had to put up with a lot of hand-me-downs, suck a lot of new stuff, and uh, I, um, I just remember this. My whole philosophy as big brother was, I think, we were playing in Ninja Tools arcade machine, and um, my two brothers had uh, been killed by um, foot soldiers, and. Uh, <laughs> I, Michelangelo was still alive and mum put in some more uh, coins so Scott and John could play again and um, as soon as she did that I put, I pushed my, um, my my player button and I took all the lives for myself and mum had run out of coins so her, my character ended up with 10 lives and they had none <laughs> and they said to watch me play and in that moment I realised you're, you're a bad brother. <laughs> but, um, have you made amends? I, every day I'm trying to... Um, <laughs> I'm constantly giving them dollar coins, and I don't know why. <laughs> to me, it's very symbolic. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
are, are you um are they proud of what you've you know are they proud did they love seeing you up there on stage and stuff like that um i think so and i, I don't have any material that um the bad now send me yet so i think yeah. that's another way i'm trying to make make things um okay <laughs> but uh yeah they're pretty they're pretty supportive and if there's someone heckling they'll um They'll uh, quietly uh, try and escort them out of the room, so they're, they're supportive. So oh, they've been good. they've been very good to me. Yeah, that's really good. Um, question three, Luke: What is your greatest regret? Oh, that's an easy one. Um, I was at Maya uh, when I was maybe uh, twenty three, twenty four, and uh, they. Um, the microphone had been left on a counter with no one manning it, and it had um, it would. I, I tapped it, had the whole first the whole store went up to the whole store, at least the whole first level I was on, which was quite large, and then just sort of blew into it just to double check. Yep, had everyone's attention, and then just didn't say anything. Chickened out, walked off. <laughs> Couldn't think of anything to say. Could have said anything. Could have said anything. Just hi, how is everyone today? I think it's a great day. Believe in yourself. <laughs> like anything, like I could have said anything, and I just walked away from it. And I still thinking about that. Oh, I think that's why I just stand up is because I'm always trying to give back that moment with the uh, with that mic and wire. That is brilliant, mate. What a brilliant metaphor for uh, <laughs> what you're doing. Why you're doing what you're doing now. Um, question four is: What will you still need to do to feel you've lived a satisfactory life? Uh, what do I still need to do? Um, I. I I think um, I would love to be able to do a. This is going to sound a bit silly, but I'd love to be able to do a backflip, standing backflip. Um, <laughs> I I I never really take care of my physical shape. Um, it's always uh, everything else in my life is more important. But if I could just get to the stage where, if I wanted to, I could backflip. I I can't imagine. I can't imagine still being the same level of anxious I am now yeah. if I had abs and could backflip whenever I wanted to. Like, I just can't see myself being nervous at parties no. and just and less confident in meetings if I can backflip. <laughs> like, it's just, it, just, it just changes your whole life. Are you, doing, um, are you doing anything to progress that at the moment? Um, I've been watching a few YouTube videos. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, and just sort of looking at what the injuries are because I know if I get drunk because that's another problem is I'm worried I want that to control my um, want to backflip if I'm if I'm having to drink and wanting to show people that which could result in some sort of neck injury but um, there are there are other big things I want to do like um, I'd love to do a I'd love to do a uh, ride and um, star in a, a comedy horror at some point just because Ghostbusters was my favourite film growing up but um, I. Uh, I think if I could, if I could just be in really good physical shape, that, that's an area of my life I've never really paid a lot of attention to, and I feel like that would take a lot of discipline. And uh, mm. I feel like I would be a much more satisfied person if I, if I could do a backflip. I think that's fantastic. I, I think it. I, know, I think you're right, though. I mean, in, in a serious context, I think if you are physically, um, if you do kind of. I don't know, become physically adept at something, it does increase your confidence across the board. Yeah, and it's it increases your ability to. I mean, if if we're sort of uh, living the giving or to share more of ourselves with the world, then that's uh, taking care of yourself physically. Mm. As long as it sounds as 
it sort of enhances all those other quadrants or sections of your life, I suppose. Mm. Um, and girls and, like uh, it. And also, yeah. Oh, sorry, you go. Oh, girls like it. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, uh, and it helps with uh, yes, my other, uh, um, other, other issues as well. But, yeah, so I, um, I, I'd, I'd like to do that just because it's, um, uh, it's just an area I've never focused on and um, I just sort of ignore it. So I feel like if I was, it would improve everything else. <laughs> uh, totally. Um, totally. Uh, question five. Who is the person who most influenced you and how? Um, it's Bruce Lee. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it's um, Bruce Lee. Uh, was, uh, I was obsessed with him growing up. I still, um, I'm slowly less obsessed with him now, but still pretty obsessed with him. I just, um, he was, like, his movies are amazing. That was what started it. But his whole uh, philosophy of, um, Honestly, expressing oneself, uh, mm. and in his case, it was through movement. And um, uh, but it, it just his um, his whole life of finding his passion, doing everything he could to um, be able to give the most of himself to it, and then not being um, uh, uh, what would you call it? Not being um, held back by um, the rules that were already in place um, mm. for it. Like, he, he was, his philosophy was to absorb uh, as much as you could from all these different martial arts to create his own and to create his own style and his own way of expressing himself. And then uh, then he, through his moves, he would try and teach. Uh, he was just I, just, I just love him. I think he's just an amazing human being. And um, he's, uh, if I could do what he did in martial arts to comedy, even like a little speck of... Uh, that sort of just approach to to your passion, I would um, I'd feel amazing. He's just I just he's just uh, the embodiment of what we should uh, all be aiming for. I think he's um, mm. yeah, I, I just think he's amazing. So he's probably been the um, biggest influence. I, I love Bill Murray, but um, I think Bruce Lee's probably the person who's had the biggest impact on me. Yeah, I think it's a great he's a great role model. You know that creativity and, and commitment um, and discipline. Uh, and and yeah, and curiosity, and um, mm. and not afraid to question what he loves, and yeah, um, yeah. what others have done before him, even though they've been successful. It's, yeah, he's oh, he's amazing. I I I, I can't fight, but I, <laughs> I I do try and bring that honesty to when I'm performing. You can apply it to all all kind of disciplines. I think that's great. Um, yeah, yeah. A question six is: When was the last time you cried, and why? Um, it was, uh, I cried when, um, I cry a lot on, uh, <laughs> I cry a lot watching, um, there's these compilations on, uh, YouTube sometimes of, uh, like, uh, I think they're called, um, Restoring Faith in Humanity or something, or like 2015, 2014, uh, mm. like people like put together clips of, um, the human race being videotaped doing something nice for each other. That's good. Like yeah. there's that one where the, uh, the the guy got his leg stuck under the train and the whole uh, crowd sort of pushed the train back to, to help him get out. That's right. And uh, people put like a whole bunch of those together in one clip for the year, and I watch those every year. And um, that was the last time I cried was watching um, watching one of those clips. Uh, I uh, I just I, I love them. Um, yeah. 
and probably watching a trailer for a film as well. But uh, it was it was probably those, those clips always get me. Um, I watched it on the tram on the way to on the way to work the other, uh, last time, and um, yeah, it got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> was, me too. It's uh, yeah, they're. Um, but that was probably the uh, that was that was probably the most recent uh, crisis. Yeah, yeah. Um, question seven is: What is your current state of mind? Uh, pretty. It's it's default optimistic. I think oh, it's. Um, I go up and down, um, but uh, the default state is optimistic and I've tried to I've tried to take on the belief that if you truly believe your default is happy and then uh, it's crap that gets piled on top that is what makes you unhappy as opposed to your default state's unhappy and you've got to try and constantly put stuff on top to make yourself happy I think that's I, I don't know if it's true but it, I feel like it's the most helpful belief to to have and I, I think I think my default state's optimistic I feel I feel Good right now. I, I I do wonder if I um I don't know if all of a sudden I was in an accident, and I lost uh, an arm and a leg or something. Whether I'd immediately go back to like I'm, whether I handle that or not. But um uh, I'm trying to be as grateful as possible for uh, everything that's happening right now and just um uh yeah. So so uh, at the moment it's good. It's uh it's pretty it's pretty good. Things are things are okay. I don't want to jinx it now. <laughs> no, but have you always been an optimistic person? Uh yes, I think so. I um I used to be very religious growing up. So when I wasn't anymore, that was a bit of a scary period. Yeah, uh, yeah. just to not have that sort of default underneath everything. But now it's um yeah, I think. I think of I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of curiosity. I love knowing how things work. I mm. love uh, just and that that curiosity not just extends to like say science or um, any area of that, but also what the next day is going to bring, what the next month is going to bring, and um, that uh, that um, sort of helps me. Uh, Want to keep going, and I also I also said stupid things like if I'm if I'm feeling really depressed, I'll make uh, I'll make stupid goals like all right, well, you're not going to do anything drastic until um, Batman v Superman comes out because you really want to watch that, um, and then you, you're definitely going to hang around until Marvel Phase Three is completed. <laughs> That's brilliant. So whatever happens in between, just just put up with it. <laughs> what I, what was your religion growing up? Uh, it was uh, I was. Okay. Christian or Catholic, I suppose it was. Um, yeah, yeah. But it was uh, God and Jesus and, and whatnot. Uh, and used to read the used to read the Bible, read the whole New Testament. Uh, sort of going for the Old Testament. It was a lot harsh. I should have started with the Old and went to the New. But um, mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a big, um, huge part of my life for a while, and then it just sort of um, when it went, it was a yeah, it was a quite a strange period to have. Um, how did it go? How did you actually? How did you actually go? Oh well, that's enough of that. <laughs> it was. Um, it, I was worried about why I was taking certain actions, um, like if I was doing something charitable or I don't know what you quote unquote selfless. I was worried that I um, was doing it because of a reward rather yeah. than just taking the action. Like I, 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 I kind of wanted to believe that there was absolutely nothing after death; that it was just to uh, cease to exist, like it was prior to being born. Mm-hmm. But still take the same action. Yeah. So I thought, all right. Well, if there's anything else that's 
like that. It's, like I don't necessarily you know, disbelieve in it. I just think that if it is real, I don't want to have it dictate why I take certain actions. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I feel like I'm living my whole life just to get something at the end of it, rather than just taking the action because. I feel it's the right to thing to do. I don't know. Yeah, that's so. I kind of that's why I didn't necessarily sort of stop believing, but just stop having it as part of my day to day. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, because it, it compromises your motivation. It, um, and it, it's like you know, you you don't want to do something because it's the Christian thing to do. You want to do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess then it's you know you get to go in a whole philosophy of what's right, and then we, you know without a moral compass. I don't know. I just, I just it was. I just thought it was. It did feel like I was just doing something because I was getting candy or something at the end. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. And there's so many religions out there. I just um, that I, I was ignoring because I um, was sort of focused on that one that I wanted to order more. So yeah, yeah. I just, I let it let it slide away. Um, and question eight is, what do you consider your greatest achievement? Um, I think it's, uh, I think it's finding what I love doing. Mm. I think, um, I'm still sort of discovering that I suppose as you sort of learn different aspects of it, but I think it was the, the day I realized I want to do this for the rest of my life. That was when everything started to change for me. Up until then, I was sort of, I was doing economics and I was trying to study medicine and then I was doing law and I was teaching and I was uh, I was doing physics courses in the summer and I was trying to just figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and uh, it was, I just, yeah, when I, when, as soon as I got up on stage and then I, that, that's probably what I would regard as the, Greatest achievement, even if I don't achieve much within it, I still feel like that was that was a good that was what, a good one. What a um, what a different path it was to doing from you know stand up from doing physics courses in the summer to stand up comedy. It's like you know if someone could tap you on the shoulder and said, actually, you are a long way away, like. <laughs> You laugh about you now. It's like that you you you're not going to believe this, but you're going to actually be doing stand up in a year. I mean, that's crazy. Oh, it was so stupid too because there were clues. Like I was doing physics because I was determined to be a, a doctor because I thought if I'm a doctor, I can um I can one I can if I've got I can't I don't have to be hypochondriac anymore because I'll know what's wrong with me. Uh, and uh, and two, um, it'll be fun making people laugh in the hospital. Like I was thinking, like if you were and, and I had all these ideas for pranks I could play. Like if I was a anaesthetist, I could like just if someone, let's say someone's having their appendix out just before they uh, like you know go to sleep under the anaesthetic, I can say, well, have that penis off in no time, sir, and uh, <laughs> just have their shock. <laughs> you can't do that, obviously, but uh, I'd be kicked out. But I, I just I just kept every job. I'm like, and then I thought I want to get into politics. I'm like, oh, I can make all these funny speeches and yeah, <laughs> so, like it was. And then teaching, I thought I could make funny classroom jokes, and uh, it was it was just um, I, it was so many clues that yeah, why don't you just try and make people laugh instead? That's that's funny. But, uh, it's like because you didn't want to, you didn't actually want to go down the obvious path. You just wanted to do a little back, like a little kind of like come through the back door. <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid now going back thinking about it because it was. But, uh, yeah, I just didn't – I hadn't considered this. Oh, I, mate, I never really – yeah. It makes sense to me because whenever I watched um, a TV show 
uh, like, you know, say I watched the law show, I wanted to be an, a lawyer or a cop or whatever. And and you realise, oh, no, mate, you, you actually don't want to do these things. You, you want to act doing these things. <laughs> exactly. it, it's like I couldn't go exactly. to war. I'd be a terrible soldier, but I can, I can act being a soldier really well. <laughs> oh, it'd be great fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's exactly right. You just, just these little clues. Um, yeah. You we ran away you from Oh, it's it's crazy. But um, um, yeah, so that would be that would be mine. I think that's really good. Um, question nine: Who would you want on your side in a battle, and why? And this can be a work battle, or a comedy battle, or, or you know, whatever you like. Um. Okay. Uh, who would I like on my side in a battle, and why? Okay. Well, so it was a. Uh, it was a. It was a. It was fifty. It was. If, it, if it's fifty cups, it's it's Bruce Lee. If it's a. Yeah. Impro battle, it's Bill Murray yeah. um, or Tina Fey, Amy Poller, any of those guys would be uh, would be fine with me. Um, if it's a superhero battle, um, I think I'm going to go with Batman just because he's a great strategist. I feel like he could mm. probably work out a way of winning without me having to do anything, uh, <laughs> even though he's not the most powerful. Um, and uh, if it's a... Um, uh, I think, uh, and if it's a, actually, I'm trying to think of another battle. <laughs> no, this is great. I think I think I've covered. I think I've covered all. If it's a, if it's a supernatural um, battle against spirits, um, I'll take uh, Egon Spengler, um, yes. <laughs> Ghostbusters, because he'll uh, he's lost a very good with tech. Uh, and uh, medieval battle, I'll take. Uh, um, I'll take no, I'm out. Oh, wait, Rob Roy McGregor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Lee Nielsen. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, that was. Uh, I think. I think we might be related to him. I found out the other day. Um, what? Going way, way, going way, way, way back. Um, Al McGregor. Uh, they're, they're, I think if you go well back in the family tree, my family is related to him very distantly. Um, oh my God. Rob Rob but I'm not sure if it's true. Um, but uh, and if it was a stand-up battle, um, uh, I'd probably take Zach Galifianakis. I just love his um, that live at the Purple Onion was. Um, I just love that special. I just think it's so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, some of those early that some of that. So Rob Roy McGregor, you guys are related. There's a family tree online too. I just I'm just googling it now. Yeah, there's a there's a really really far back connection apparently. I don't know if it's true or whether the dad's just saying next to like saying that at the pub. Um <laughs> which uh could be which could be so it could be a falsehood, but um I think that is correct, I think. I just know he's a famous McGregor and um I think I, I but I'm guessing that what's that Liam this movie came out that every McGregor has said, yeah, definitely related to him. I'll probably say I'm related to Conor McGregor now as well. Success. <laughs> 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 Mate, I'll, just out, I'll just keep adding to the stable. Um, and the final, the final question is: What would you like your last words to be? Nailed it. We have ignition sequence start. Short distance, high impact. Five, four, three, two. All engines running. Ten questions with Adam Zwar. Big names. Great minds. Make yourself a cup of tea. Liftoff. We have liftoff.
major emergency. America's 911 call takers work around the clock to keep us safe, answering more than 240 million calls each year. They support and protect all of us. And they deserve our support, too. That's why this April, National 911 Education Month, we want to thank our area's 911 call takers and dispatchers by sharing their stories. Thank you, 911, for being there when we need you most. Visit thankyou911.org to show your gratitude today.